0: gal pal nation are you ready for football it's time for some two a days where each nfl team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day everything you need to know and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans now your host the sports gal pal herself ramona rice
1: Hey, Gal Pal Nation, how about them Cowboys? Guess who I've got on the podcast tonight? It is Cowboys superfan Brian from Next Fan Up. Again, Pod Vader has unleashed all the superfans to do my bidding, and we are talking about Cowboys football tonight. Brian, welcome to Sports Gal Pal.
0: Thanks, Ramona. I'm happy to be here. Excited to, to chop it up about my boys and uh, tell you how they're going to be dominating the division this year.
1: Yeah, okay, let, let's slow your roll there. Dominate. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Dominate. All right. I see yes. how it goes. Dominate. All right. Well, let's start off with um a big key to your success last year was DeMarco Murray. He is no longer a cowboy, but a what?
0: He is an eagle. I'll admit, you guys have him. Enjoy.
1: I love him so uh, much. It's so exciting.
0: It's it's a bold move. We he was the offensive player of the year last year, and. When he came up for free agency and he was asking for that big money, we really took that hard line, we'll give you this much. We're not going above it. We don't think a running back is worth $40 million. And DeMarco found a team in the Eagles who was willing to give him that $40 million. And we're banking on the fact that with our offensive line, the big fat guys up front who are the best offensive line in the league, that we can turn any running back we have – into the next DeMarco Murray. Maybe not quite as good as he was last year, but I'm banking on the fact that we can turn Joseph Brandel or Darren McFadden or one of these other guys into a competent replacement.
1: Yeah, that O-line, I do have to say, as much as it pains me as an Eagles fan to say, it was very, very impressive last year. And I think it was absolutely just such smart um, ways of using the draft and using trades to get those guys in there. I mean, that front seven is just, it, it's it's fantastic. Are you expecting better things from them this year?
0: You know, it's funny. We added a another first-round pick talent last year. Or um, excuse me, in the draft this past year, in Lael Collins, and he might not even crack the starting lineup because the five we have up front are so good. There's some there's continuity. They have another year together. Ultimately, they're a, still a very young group. Um, Tyron Smith is just entering his prime, and he's one of the best left tackles in all of football. Um, it's it's strained that. The, the one unit on the field who usually gets the least amount of credit, whose names you don't want to hear called during the game, are a source of such pride in Dallas. You know, we can talk about the offensive line here for hours on end and just be so, you know, amazed at what they can do and know that they really are the key to our success. And they could be even better than they were last year when they were undoubtedly the best in the league.
1: Yeah. And also they gave uh, uh, Tony Romo a lot of time to do whatever it is he does. And again, he's one of those quarterbacks. It's one of those things where you watch him and you go, you could see greatness come out of him. But then all of a sudden he does something really just foolish. Um, Have you seen him mature in his quarterback role?
0: I think he's gotten stuck with this label of just making the dumb mistakes late in games from earliest in his career and rightly so early in his career, but he's 35 now. He's got a wife. He's got a family. He's grown up. He's learned how to be a mature quarterback. Like you were talking about last year was his best season, his most efficient season. And he threw the ball almost 200 times less than he did in 2013. Um, We see him making better decisions. He's got a ton of weapons around him and he doesn't feel the pressure to make every single play himself. Now we're a little worried about his back situation. He does have a surgically repaired back and um, you you worry about him taking that big hit that could sideline him for a few weeks. But with that offensive line up front, that's the perfect combination. He has that time in the pocket. He can sit, he can scan, he can find Des Bryant, he can find his Jason Witten, he can find his open receivers. And it's really been the perfect blend of having a dominant running game to make Tony Romo look even better. He got MVP votes last year he was in the discussion for mvp throwing the ball so much less because he was so efficient because he was so smart with the ball he's really shed that label of being an irresponsible quarterback who'll throw that dumb late game interception and he's on the cusp really of of taking this team to a super bowl which has been jerry's mission jerry jones mission for for years now he wants to get tony romo a super bowl before Romo retires, we really have about a three-year window that we're looking at before that dreaded Tony Romo retirement, um, where we think we can compete and finally bring a Super Bowl back to Dallas, a long-awaited Super Bowl championship back to Texas.
1: Speaking of, so it sounds like he's ready to play grown man football.
0: He's been ready to play grown man football. He's been playing grown man football. Y'all just didn't recognize he was playing grown man football.
1: Well, he was on his back a lot, so you know. I mean, I'm just saying.
0: Just but he he got up like a grown man, so. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Speaking of, you mentioned Dez Bryant. You guys finally got the deal to secure him, um, at least for a couple years. Now, you know how critical is he to your offense.
0: He's he's really the the emotion the I don't want to say the heart and soul but he he's that fiery leader he's become a leader uh, we see all the the animations on the sidelines and him yelling and going berserk but that's really his role on this team is to fire up everybody else is to just play with those emotions and he's an integral part of the offense you know the passing game goes through Des Bryant um I honestly didn't even think that the whole contract negotiations and offseason would go to the last minute like they did. Gave me a little bit of sweat out here, but we got him signed. He's excited to be here. Even when he wasn't under contract, he was still coming to team activities, coming to the facility. Des Bryant lives to play football. Um, if we could just get him to tone it down a little during training camp, that would be nice. We don't need any, uh, any more little random injuries from dunking on goalposts. But he's, he really is the, the heart and soul of this team. He, he's, he gives Tony Romo that fire. He challenges him. And he goes and makes plays that very few, if any, other receivers in the NFL can make. And he is in his prime. And he's got another you know solid five years of being a dominant receiver um, and really being that, that backbone for Tony Romo when he needs a big play.
1: Speaking of making plays that are awesome, last year, one of the last plays he was involved in was the catch that wasn't a catch. We're not sure if it was a catch. They claim it wasn't a catch. Oh, I can already hear it. Go ahead and let it lease. Like, how do you, how does he bounce oh. back from that? How do you, how do you guys as a fan base bounce back from like what was, in my opinion, I thought it was a catch and I am definitely not a Cowboys fan.
0: Everyone who was watching it should have known that that was a catch and that Dez got punished for being in it. Ridiculous athlete because very, I can't think of another receiver off the top of my head who could have made that play the way he did. And he was punished for making that play. The NFL has unleashed something fierce out of Des Bryant now because he's going to come back angrier than he already was. And he already plays angry. If you see him running with the ball down the field, he is just impossible for for one man to tackle. He does not go down easy. And now he's just going to have another chip on his shoulder, wanting to prove that you know they were that were robbed last year that we really were that we should have had that game against green bay we should have been playing seattle in the nfc championship but to have that extra motivation i don't know if des needed it but he's got it good luck to whoever's gonna try and stop him this season um he's a man on a mission and it would not surprise me whatsoever as great a year as he had last year if he's even better in 2015 and that's a scary proposition.
1: Besides um, the players we've talked about, what other notable players should we be on the lookout for?
0: So as great as the Cowboys were on offense, we we struggled on defense last year. We really did. We were able to hide that because of how well we ran the football. But we had to improve the defense. And that started with improving the the front four and our pass rush. So Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, we went out and re-signed. Uh, We went out and signed free agent Greg Hardy from the Carolina Panthers. Now, um, a lot of people are real familiar with Ray Rice's domestic violence situation. Greg Hardy also had a domestic violence situation, which wasn't quite as well publicized. Um, But he is suspended for the first four games of this year as a result. It was a semi-controversial signing when he came here, but a lot of people are compartmentalizing the uh, off the field with the on the field because on the field Greg Hardy is an absolute beast coming off the edge rushing the quarterback. Um, in his last full season, he had 15 sacks and we didn't get that much out of our entire defensive line all last year. So he's gonna provide immediate pressure when he comes back against the Patriots in week five and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be real scary. Having him paired up with Demarcus Lawrence on the other side, who was a a second-year player, battled injuries all year, we really didn't get to see a whole lot of him. Those two coming off the edge, rushing the quarterback, is going to give the Cowboys something they didn't have at all last year. And it's really going to help that entire defense that struggled, um, especially against the Packers. Some pressure on the quarterback um, will just make them so much stronger and make teams have to fear that defense a little bit nobody really feared Dallas's defense at all. They they really were licking their chops. So now we've started to put some pieces in place to where this defense can kind of compete with the offense we've already put together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, because we play you guys twice and, uh, you know, I, I do not look forward to pl- playing Cowboys. Well, I do, um, but I don't. I, I like like Thanksgiving game. That was great. That was awesome. Like we could I, do that all day I, long. That was fantastic.
0: I, I did not feel the same about that Thanksgiving game, but I remember the rematch went just a little bit differently. Um, I will say yeah. that uh,
1: yeah, I Yeah, All right, fine.
0: <laughs> I, did, I do wish that we played the Eagles a little later on in the season instead of week two and week nine, because, you know, by week 12, week 13, half your team's going to be on the injured list anyway. So, yeah. We'll get a yeah. crack at the full squad in week two we'll see who's still left midway through the season but I'm not really worried either way good luck keeping your quarterback up on uh two feet i gonna say
1: oh you had to bring him up that's so mean so mean so below the belt like like everybody else will be going after his knees too i
0: would i and totally would if it's if it's so below the belt why are Eagles fans asking the pope to bless his knees that's that was something new I just heard that and Apparently because, we we have to get divine we intervention want them to keep...
1: have to call up Tibo ever. Okay, oh, I just I you know would...
0: <laughs> get Tebow out there, get Mark Sanchez out there. You know, that's <gasps> I would love seeing that personally. I bet
1: because it works so well for the Jets.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That combination looks so good in green.
1: It's it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season. All right. Besides Eagles games, what other marquee games? So if I'm a wife of a Cowboys fan, which thankfully I'm not, um, but if I am a wife of a Cowboys fan and I want to plan fall activities, what games and what weeks should I be like, whoa, cannot plan pumpkin picking on this Sunday because they're playing these guys?
0: Okay. So we, we talked about the Eagles game in week two. That's definitely going to be a big one in Philadelphia. Um, if the Cowboys can get that game, that sets them really well, sets them up really well in the division. Um, Cause they'll already have beaten the giants in week one. I'm calling that shot right now. Um, but after those two games, uh, week five, New England Patriots, very interesting because as of right now, the Patriots won't have Tom Brady in that game. Um, we'll see if appeals and you know, courts and uh, agreements might change that. But as of right now, the Cowboys are going to be taking on the Patriots San Brady, which means that's a game we should win. Um, it's going to be a great game either way. It's always, you know, those are, those are basically America's teams at this point. Um, I'm still a little bitter that people are trying to call the Patriots America's team. That's still our moniker, but um, that's going to be a fantastic game. And then we get into the real big, Uh, conference games in week eight. Seattle comes to town. If we remember last year, the Cowboys went to Seattle and beat the Seahawks, which nobody does. Nobody goes to Seattle and wins. And we ran the football down their throat. And it was really our coming out party to show that we were a legitimate contender last year. So the rematch that should have happened in the NFC championship will take place in week eight, and it should be a great game. And then in week 14, down in December, we go to Green Bay and we get our second shot at the Packers, get our retribution for last year's Dez catch that wasn't. Um, I really think the Seahawks, the Packers, the Cowboys, they have distanced themselves as the class of the NFC. So to see all three of those teams get to play each other this year, um, it's really going to tell us a lot about who is the dominant team and who should be the Super Bowl favorite Uh, Going into the playoffs. So those are definitely the big ones to watch. Um, We have some, uh, our season ending game against the Redskins. Hopefully that won't mean anything, but just setting us up for home field advantage. So um, make sure Patriots, Seahawks, Packers. Those are the three ones that as a Cowboys fan, absolutely must watch.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I disagree, though, about Patriots being America's team. I'm going to argue Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, if there's any other team besides you guys that have such a strong following in every corner of America, I find Pittsburgh Steelers fans everywhere. I just talked about this in my last episode of my podcast, and and they they have whole bars for themselves in Italy.
0: I found that they apparently have ice cream, too. They have like Blitzburg ice cream by Turkey Hill, and that's a thing. So you might be on to something. I I do seem to find Steelers fans just kind of dotted throughout the landscape, Um, occasionally Packers fans. But I think the teams that have the overwhelming abundance of just national fandom still are the Cowboys and the Patriots in that order, and it will forever be Cowboys number one.
1: Yeah, I, I disagree with all that. Just just all that on principle and just uh, research. Just no, 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 no. But well, I do agree yeah. with you that you guys are definitely going to be contenders. You are our biggest rival right now in the NFC East, no question. Giants have kind of fallen off. We're not sure what's going on with them. And the Redskins are just a hot mess from their name to their owner to <laughs> their quarterback issues. Quarterback. And, you know, I, I I, screamed like a man, of course. I'm like, okay, you go ahead and do that, RG3, um, you know. Yeah, hail to, I don't know what's going on. It's kind of fun to watch. Um, <laughs> it's
0: very entertaining to see the circus that is Washington right now.
1: Yeah. Is it sad, though? Because they are technically your bigger rival. Like, technically, it, it should be Eagles, Giants that are big rivalry, and then it's Redskins Cowboys. And I just feel like it's sad when you've got a rivalry where it's just sided to one side too far. It, it's kind of sad. Well, maybe it's, not from your
0: perspective. But it's it's cyclical. And yeah, and I think the, the most satisfying wins are when both teams are on that kind of level playing field. But to know that we are so far above them right now, have been for the last few years, will be for the next couple of years. Like I I'm enjoying this. I'm reveling in this time that they're down because eventually the way the NFL works, everybody comes back to the middle. So um, we'll kick them while they're down for a little while. And then uh, when they come back up, we'll, we'll see how that goes.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. All right, Brian. Um, where can Galpal Nation hear you?
0: Y'all can hear me on Next Fan Up, the podcast with Pod Vader, aka Jay Soderberg. Uh, as we talked about, I am the Cowboy Superfan, and I will be throwing salt on Eagles, Giants, and Redskins fans year long. So you can tune in for that.
1: Slow your roll, there, Brian. Slow
0: your roll. Uh, gotta go big. Gotta go big. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's spoken like a true Cowboys fan. All right. And again, you can hear Brian and all the super fans on next fan up on BlogTalkRadio.com talk forward slash next fan up. And you can also follow them on at next fan up on Twitter. Brian, thanks so much for coming on and doing a preview for the Cowboys. And I hope your season's miserable. And I mean that in the most nice and loving way possible.
0: I can tell in your voice you do, and I'm going to be sorry to disappoint you when we march on to the Super Bowl. Cause this is the year, 2015, Cowboys in the Super Bowl.
1: Well, technically, it would be 2016.
0: You, you know, education is not our strong point down here in Texas, so <laughs> let's not get caught up in numbers and, and and all that. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. You heard it here, Dallas in the Super Bowl, 2016, 2015. The next Super Bowl, we're in it.
1: I'm just kidding with you. I would have said the same thing. <laughs> You just open it up. All right, again, you can hear him on blogtalkradio.com, next.com uh, slash C. I can't talk. I'm so, like, overwhelmed by your awesome footballness that I just can't talk anymore. So we're going to end this interview now. Again, listen to them on blogtalkradio.com slash next fan up. And it is a terrific podcast. And I'm not just saying that because I like podbader It is a really great group of guys, and they just break down games so easily. So if you're a rookie fan looking for really in-depth coverage by fans, it's a perfect podcast to get your NFL education on. And again, Brian, thanks so much for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me, Ramona. Had a great time. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast and be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.